Hey guys, this is Rich Bokini. You might remember me as Kevin Owens punching bag on SmackDown. You're listening to the whole rough and show, the only podcast that calls it right down the middle. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reffin show. Welcome, everyone, to episode 77 of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. That would have to be the whole reffin show. My name is Perry Smith. And my name is Darren Beasley. And 77th episode, Darren. How do you feel about that? 77. Huh. 77. What does it mean? I wish you'd asked me that last week. Last week, uh, 76 means a lot of things to me. Uh, 77, I don't know that it means much more to me than upside down double hockey sticks. Yeah. Let's say if you were playing uh, hockey in zero gravity, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think the game would work too well in zero gravity, Darren. It would be more difficult. It would become field hockey. Right. Because the puck is no longer sliding. It would be all willy-nilly up about in the air. Well, because we're talking about silly things uh, and talking about uh, zero-gravity hockey, for some reason you said puck just now, and I did not think of the puck in hockey. I thought of the real-world character... (laughs) There were were a couple of options. You could either be talking about the little person from Alpha Flight. Yes, yes. Or you were going to talk about that old 'er ne'er-do-well from San Francisco. Exactly, Puck, uh, who is a horrible person. And it's funny because you're like, oh, why are they talking about uh, real-world characters uh, on the show? Well, The Miz is a real-world character, so I don't want to hear it. Um, but this is episode 77. I'm glad to be here. Darren, I can't speak for you, but I will. Darren is also very glad to be here. Um, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got someone else going into the Hoff, WWE's Hall of Fame. He's a country boy. You shouldn't go messing with. Also, some brand new titles. Uh, look like they're coming up pretty quick for WWE, which uh, some people might uh, they might groan at, but I think these titles uh, might actually bring a bit to the uh, to the to the the, the the coconut, as they say. Is that what they say? What they say? bring something to the coconut. That's what they Hi, say. I am here. I have something to bring. Yeah, to you bring it to to the coconut. <laughs> uh, I might groan at that because I've never heard that, but I I will definitely not groan at uh, these titles if they are what I think they are. Well, good news for some people, we'll say, in the cruiserweight division. Bad news, though, for Jonathan Coachman. Uh, some bad news uh, carrying over from his last uh, occupation. I'll say his last uh, his last place of business. Uh, also, some bad news for Sammy Callahan in uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, a little bit of a, of, a, of a stunt went awry, and now he's in some hot water, Darren. Yeah, but don't don't tell Sammy that. I don't think Sammy Callahan thinks uh, there's any bad news at all. Well, Sammy Callahan knows as well as any other performer knows you can't control the audience. So a lot of people not happy with Sammy Callahan. We'll get into that when we do. Also, we got to talk about how WWE SmackDown Live's own Fastlane PPV slash network exclusive is this Sunday. Darren and I have our thoughts on who will come out victorious and who is on their way to WrestleMania and our head-to-head. 
Head to head. For Fast Lane. So let's get on that Fast Lane and talk about these things. I guess, first of all, we got to start with them. Headlines. Hillbilly Jim making his way into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I'm happy about this for multiple reasons. One, deservingly, yes, Hillbilly going into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Going yes, into yes. the Hoff and let's all do the Hoff. Let's go to the but also, finally, an older wrestler is going in. It makes me feel a little less old. Because, again, all these right. all, all these younger kids were going in. Young kids in their 40s. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this makes me feel a little bit better. How do you feel about it, Darren? Uh, well, I feel that uh, this is great. I mean, this is like uh, Hillbilly Jim going in at this point in terms of... Uh, uh, I, uh, forget about Hillbilly Jim. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about us here. And uh, my feelings are that Hillbilly Jim coming in after, like, the Dudleys and Goldberg and even Jeff Jarrett and Ivory uh, kind of almost feels like we've been watching uh, Adam Cole and Ricochet go into the Hall of Fame. And then <laughs> suddenly, suddenly it's Stanislaw Zabisco. Yeah, <laughs> I could definitely see that. It's like uh, Matt Hardy's kid going into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and uh, and Ugg the Caveman from the Stone Age, of course, the first Intercontinental Champion, uh, is going in. So I, I understand that. But no, th this does make it feel a little bit more, I don't want to say magical, but a little more like like classic WWE, like, yeah, all right, recognizing someone from back in, quote, the day. I agree. I, and actually, you know, going back, I, I think... Uh... Now that there's somebody who's like truly that in Hillbilly Jim, I think that that's going to add to Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett's going to add to that. Right. Because Jeff Jarrett is old enough, and he's certainly been gone so long. Like, that's another thing that is, he's been gone for so long that it's like, oh, wow, yeah, 20 years... 20 years since he was in the WWE. Wow, you said that just now, and I had this crazy thought that uh, after after WrestleMania, Kurt Angle will go, and Jeff Jarrett might become the new GM for Raw. I, I just kind of oh, had that thought. Yep. Well, well, we'll speculate on that a little bit later on, but I, I am happy to see someone go into the Hoff who doesn't have a Twitter account. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that right there shows you how old Hillbilly Jim is. And you know, uh, let me, uh, one thing that's really uh, interesting about Hillbilly Jim that I only learned about three weeks ago, and I was uh, driving out of town on a golfing trip of course. with my father, flipping through Sirius XM radio, and landed on Outlaw Country, and I definitely thought I heard Hillbilly Jim's voice, and I looked down at the screen, and you know it's got the station number and outlaw country and then underneath all that it says hillbilly jim and i was like what <laughs> that's a pretty pretty good uh pretty good chance that it was hillbilly jim in that case yes yeah so i guess he's a dj on sirius xm radio wow had right. no idea i didn't know they uh didn't know they made uh space satellites uh in mudlick kentucky <laughs> one may have fallen out of the sky and landed there um, and he and he fixed it up uh, with some uh, tractor parts he had laying around 
or something like that. Either way, uh, Hillbilly Jim, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Looking forward to him being inducted. You know, he grew and he grew. By the time he was 10, he was six foot tall and a man among men. That's true. I wonder if he plays Don't Go Messing With a Country Boy every single day on his uh, on his channel. Because I would. I, I definitely would. Right, absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> good news for Hillbilly Jim. Also good news for the cruiserweight division for WWE. 205 Live, guys, you know the one. Uh, things are actually looking pretty good at 205 Live. A lot of uh, new talent kind of coming through the doors, really freshening things up a bit. They're doing what Darren and I discussed long ago on the show, which is maybe not all of them have the same exact move set, you know? Um, so I think that's helping a lot as far as 205 Live goes. Um, I think Enzo, God rest his soul, uh, was the, the first step <laughs> was the first step in that happening, um, which uh, it, it worked out pretty well for 205 Live. But now it looks like we'll have some new titles uh, in 205 Live land. The Cruiserweight Tag Team Titles. Now, Darren and I have long discussed there should be six-man titles uh, in WWE, especially for Cruiserweights, because they love those six-man title matches, don't they, Darren? Yeah, and I don't think we're going to get those, nah. unfortunately. I, I, I'm happy to see that tag belts are going on to this division, this program, whatever. One, it shows me they're not doing away with it, which is good, because I was getting more and more afraid that with the failures surrounding the Cruiserweight Championship, they might just throw the whole thing into the garbage can. Throw the baby be, out with the bathwater? Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for using my cliche. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought for sure you would have gone there, so I was actually preparing myself for it. <laughs> Your ears go. Your ears said, no, I didn't hear it. Where was it? <laughs> Especially because these are all baby-sized men, according to uh, Vince McMahon. Um, <laughs> no, but, but I, I, these will be uh, just regular tag team belts, uh, obviously held by two people. Um, but they I, need to be six-man And I was going to say it'd be nice to, to to have that further separation from the other shows um, and have the six-man belts. I think because they do exist in other places, it wouldn't be their idea. So they're, they're not, not really there for it. Like, I love how the, the six-man tag belts are used in ROH. I think that's always very cool to see. Um, but, yeah, it, it seemed like a no-brainer. But, you know, I'll take this. That, that, that's fine also. Um, I think if the, the if the roster got big enough for the females uh, on staff, I think a women's tag belt would be kind of cool too. But uh, it would need to get a lot bigger, I guess, at this rate. I do feel bad for any women who are not feuding for the titles, the main titles on the shows, because they kind of <laughs> there's nothing for them to do. Uh, but anyway, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be cool. Tag titles, cruiserweights, yeah, man. But until we see. Something like uh, the KOD 10-man tag team championships out of DDT Pro Wrestling in Japan, then uh, I will not be satisfied. <laughs> you, you know the ones. The ones, the 10-man tag belts. Right, right. Of course. So there are five championship belts. As if that's not good enough, let us not forget, let us not forget the color of the straps of the KOD 10-man tag team championships. They all have different colors. They are the colors of the Voltron Lions. Oh, yes, of course. And that's what we really need. 
in the WWE. I don't know if we need it in WWE, but we need it in America. The Voltron champions. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that completely. Um, well, it'd be nice to have any kind of presence at all, uh, any any kind of title presence on 205 Live these days uh, with uh, Enzo's vacated title still floating in space. However, the CWC, the second Cruiserweight Championship uh, tournament is going on, and uh, the winner will be determined at WrestleMania. Things are turning around for 205 Live. Things are looking up. That's good. Uh, things not looking so good for Jonathan Coachman, uh, who recently joined the Raw commentary team, Man, that cursed third chair at the raw commentary table, Darren. It's it's uh, it's bad stuff. It's bad stuff. Well, uh, it seems to carry along with it uh, uh, some dark clouds hovering overhead. But uh, I don't know that it's necessarily bad news for Jonathan Coachman. It's not good news, right? Because it's definitely uh, a speed bump or a hurdle, or might even be a stop sign or a red light. Um, but to hear Coachman tell it. There is not simply a I'm uh, innocent defense or uh, anything like that. It's a I'm not even named in this lawsuit. Coachman's statements that he's released so far have all been entirely dismissive of any inclusion of his name or any actions by him uh, that could be construed as sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, etc., etc., inappropriate behavior in the workplace, all while at ESPN. Jonathan Coachman says his interaction with non-anchors was almost nil during his time at ESPN. Therefore, there is no possible way he could be guilty of the things that uh, supposedly are being uh, sent his way, accused of him. So, I don't know, to hear Coachman tell it, it seems like it should be over and done with quickly. Uh, nevertheless, to have the finger pointed at you right now, uh, the finger point immediately becomes the finger wag here in the Me Too era. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that something that began as a, a very powerful movement to uh, give a voice to a lot of people uh, inevitably inevitably is a gift that is bestowed upon a human male or female humans are prone to abuse their gifts and therefore there seems to be just uh, as much danger in false accusation as in the coming forward of those who have been silenced for too long and uh, coachman at least from his point of view, seems to be the target uh, of one of those false accusations. Regardless, uh, we say what we always say on this show. If you're guilty, hopefully justice will find you and you get your just desserts. If you are innocent, then I hope you get completely exonerated, free and clear in the court of law as well as the court of public opinion. Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Sadly, I mean, when anyone gets a, the finger pointed at them for any reason, whether it be sexual harassment, uh, a steroid abuse, um, or all kinds of different, you know, infractions of the law, uh, unfortunately, in, in this day and age, you are uh, guilty until proven innocent, uh, no matter what it is. So that, that that's kind of tough. So, uh, I mean, he was he was in the chair doing commentary on Raw this past Monday, so we'll see if that continues on to next Monday, but uh, we'll have more on this as it develops. 
Uh, Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan up north, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I say it a bit of hot water. Darren doesn't quite agree because I think he would say Sammy Callahan does not agree that he did anything wrong per se. Uh, in the ring, Impact Wrestling. Uh, Darren, you, you, you tell tell the folks about what happened with Sammy Callahan. Well, Sammy Callahan is all over the news. He's all over the wrestle news. He's all over wrestle talk. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of that here. We do a lot of wrestle talk here on the whole reffing show. We provide a lot of wrestle news and wrestle views because we're the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Uh, and everywhere we look and everywhere we turn, Sammy Callahan is being reported about. And he's doing at least half of the talking. Sammy Callahan, for Impact Wrestling, uses a baseball bat, which he takes uh, a bit recklessly to the noggin of Eddie Edwards. And immediately, I, I'll say it's a shot heard around the world. I mean, that's the kind of that shot heard round the social media world. Social media exploded, broke the internet, and uh, all those lovely cliches. Sammy Callahan <laughs> apparently uh, just—I don't know. You, you hear the word, you hear the terms "works on working unsafe." You hear the term "dangerous." You hear the term "reckless." Um, I don't know. I'm not Eddie Edwards. I'm not Sammy Callahan. Uh, I watched the footage, but television footage is what it is. You're not there. And uh, really, it comes down to Edwards and Callahan, in my opinion. Right. Edwards, Callahan, the referee, and whoever's in charge, uh, whoever's uh, holding the book, or whoever's signing the check. So I guess that would mean Cyrus and... Uh, Demore and uh, Nordholm. Anyone but Billy Corgan, apparently, at this point. I, uh, yeah, anybody but Billy Corgan. He is not welcome uh, anywhere near that fucking owl. Well, I, I um, read, I read that uh, the because uh, what happens is what there, there's a there's a chair on top of uh, Eddie, right? Yeah, and then Callahan comes in with a baseball bat, and I think he was trying to hit the chair with the baseball bat that's on top of him. He was on top of his throat, maybe, or something like that. I can't exactly picture the setup. But I think Callahan swings at the chair, and the bat bounces off the chair and right into uh, Eddie, Eddie's face, um, which uh, obviously probably did not feel good. And, I mean, it was clearly an accident. I, I seriously doubt Sammy Callahan had that in mind, like, oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him right now. Especially with what happened with, uh, you know, uh, I almost said shooting star. Sexy star. Uh, <laughs> sexy star shooting on Rosemary uh, over in Mexico. But anyway, um, so but I think the thing is, Sammy Callahan's kind of doing some, uh, uh, taking some preventative me measures here. Maybe some, uh, a little bit of preemptive strike saying like, I know, I know it looks bad, it looks bad, but it's not, it's not that bad. You know, I'm, I'm a professional, all this stuff. Because I mean, he he's done stuff like this. We saw him tear up eight seconds uh, over in uh, Gainesville fighting Sue Young. So I mean, he's no stranger to bringing in, I uh, will say, foreign objects into the ring. Um, but I know a lot of wrestling puritans would be like, "Well, why do you need a baseball bat to begin with, brother?" So I, I kind of get I get both sides. Um, but I I will say that I don't think Sammy Callahan is guilty. Of, of recklessly trying to hurt anybody. And and to me, that's the most important part about this. 
Well, I agree that is the most important part when it comes to the longevity of Sammy Callahan's career. He doesn't want to be labeled as something dangerous if he is not. But I think just as important here in the short term is all of the blowback. You know, you say that he goes uh, on, on the on the aggressive, he goes on the offensive, uh, making preemptive strikes to get his uh, side of the story out there. And you might say that that is what you call damage control. I think it's what you call damage, period. Right. I think Sammy Callahan is doing more damage by being rather obtuse in this uh, in this situation. The way he has taken to his Twitter has been uh, beyond going on the offensive and bordering on being offensive. Right. Well, Callahan obviously has always been outspoken when it comes to to wrestling. Um, he he he'll always defend and and you know dislike things on Twitter. His thing is you can't argue on the internet with people. It never works. It has never worked in the history of the internet. Uh, so <laughs> I don't I don't know why people go on social media and and spend so much energy you know trying to say something is bad or something is good. Just just you know if someone disagrees, that's just the way it's going to be. You're not going to change anyone's mind, and that's just that's just life. Um, so yeah, obviously Sam McCallan coming out and, and being, well, I'll say negative or being, uh, defensive, then it, it's going to, people are just going to be like, oh yeah, well this, this, and this, and it's just, it's going to lead nowhere. So yeah, when stuff like that happens, you should always address it and say, you know, it was an accident, didn't mean to happen. And, and that's kind of it. When people go like, yeah, but fuck you and all this stuff. Those people will say, fuck you no matter what. So it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is that Sammy Callahan just needs to not say that back. A lot of people need to not say that back. Because, um, again, people can be wonderful and people can be horrible. And that's that. And that's that for our headlines, too, folks. Because that's going to take us into the fast lane for WrestleMania. But first, got to go into the fast lane of fast lane. WWE's fast lane is this Sunday. SmackDown Live's PPV network exclusive it's going down. Darren and I, we're going head to head. Head to head. This Sunday, the 11th of March, 2018, from Columbus, Ohio, WWE's Blue Brand, SmackDown Live, will be presenting the network special Fastlane. Here on the road to WrestleMania, I guess we're pulling into the Fastlane. We're here. We're only... Four weeks away, and it's time to have one last network special before the granddaddy of them all. Why would the last pay-per-view going into WrestleMania be called Fast Lane? Should it be called the Gradual Lane because it's going to happen immediately anyway? Uh, I don't know. Forget it. I don't know that the Gradual Lane has quite a ring to it. I don't think Fast Lane has that great of a ring to it either, but whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't but at least Fast is a... Uh, a better marketing term than gradual. Well, call call it Turbo Lane or something like that, or I don't know. We'll call it Deep Fried. I don't know. <laughs> Fake bullshit lane. <laughs> I like how you. I like how you always uh, degenerate into fake bullshit. <laughs> 
Right. No, it, it's it's I, I say it, and people probably go like, "Well, that's not cool," because wrestling is. And I, you know, you'll be hard hard pressed to find people who like wrestling more than we do. Um, which, when we say like fake bullshit, it we does, say it with love. We say it with love. It, it sounds very negative, but like I don't know, like it's, it's not. It's not at it's, all. It's not. It's a beautiful statement. Uh, beautiful statement. It should be called WWE's beautiful statement instead of fast life. It should be called WWE's fake bullshit, but we mean <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Parentheses, but in a good way. Uh, anyway, right. so yeah, this uh, this pay per view has some uh, some actually some pretty good matchups in this pay per view, and some that are just like, come on, you know what the WrestleMania plan is. Don't don't act like you're gonna try to change it now. So it kind of is fake bullshit, and that's why I say that because a lot of this a lot of this is just like, yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna fuck up the match with like Nakamura and AJ at this point, or like you know what I mean. So. Well, they might actually. They might actually do that. This is true. This is, uh, we'll, we'll see but what happens. But you know what? Every every time I see fake bullshit, you know what I want to do? Hmm. I want to give it a big old hug. <laughs> yes, I I want to uh, to predict who might be uh, victorious. Uh, after all, all the fake bullshit has uh, all the fake bullshit dust has settled, and that's why we're here for our head to head. Head to head with Fastlane, starting off with. Some lady action. Becky Lynch and Naomi taking on Natalia and Carmella, who is still Miss Money in the Bank, by the way. She still has it. She she is still Miss Money in the Bank. Uh, will she leave Columbus, Ohio with that briefcase? I don't know. She might use it will to hit Naomi Columbus, or Becky Lynch. Ohio with the SmackDown Women's Championship? Or will she leave Columbus, Ohio Empty-handed. I don't know. She hasn't cashed it in yet, so I'd say 50-50 chance, as always, of a Money in the Bank uh, holder cashing in the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, but anyway, let's focus on the match that's actually definitely going to happen. This is the tag match, and uh, this is straight-up heels versus faces because, like I said earlier, they don't know what to do with the women if they're not fighting for the title. So that uh, this match, which really means nothing, is happening. It, it, when it should actually probably be like Becky Lynch and Naomi versus the other two members of the Riot Squad, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. That, that's actually, that's a great point. That uh, I think would be a match people would be more interested in. Um, but how are you going to leave Natalia off? She is the queen of hearts. She is sort of the the den mother of the division and, and miss money in the bank so like you said other than the championship scene they don't know what to do with this very large and very talented women's roster so there you go you're gonna have Liv morgan and sarah logan just standing at ringside later in the evening getting paid handsomely i'm sure to simply be valets and uh, <laughs> right. hey, I'll take that payday. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, mean, I love nutty candy bars. So, yes. Uh, so, who do you think's going over the the good ladies or the bad ladies? I mean, the good ladies. I think uh, Mr. Goodbar, another nutty candy bar, and the good ladies, Becky Lynch and Naomi. I think they go over here because I think I really do think something is going to happen here. With maybe setting up Natalia versus Carmella. Right. 
uh, maybe at WrestleMania or a WrestleMania pre-show or may I don't know. And cause they're both heel and you know, heels don't get along for very long unless they're in a faction together. So I don't know. I think we may see a Natalia Carmella feud come out of this. You're not going to have a non-traditional tag up here. You know, these are not traditional partners here for no reason with no story. Right. Not on pay-per-view. Well, I don't I don't see room in the WrestleMania card, the the bloated WrestleMania card for an Italia Carmella match which isn't for any kind of title. So I, I don't I don't know about that, but I do agree that the the faces will probably go over on uh, Natalia and Carmella. So I'll go Becky Lynch and Naomi with you. I'll go with you. I go with you. Well, in closing on that thought, uh, it will be interesting to see. And the only reason I'm focusing on Carmella here is because I don't think they're gonna let. I, I don't know. Do, do you let Money in the Bank become a part of WrestleMania? Uh, like Seth Rollins style from Santa Clara a few years ago. Yeah, if you don't do something at Fastlane, you do. You have to do it at WrestleMania. Because after WrestleMania, when everybody has sort of hit reset and kind of, you know, wiped the slate clean, even though technically the Money in the Bank would still be valid, are we going to care after WrestleMania about Carmella having that briefcase? Or are we going to see more NXT call-ups to just muddy that women's division even more and make Carmella's briefcase not mean anything. Right. No, I agree with that. It's it's the the first, like, six months maybe of her being uh, Miss Money in the Bank was actually very good. She's actually been a very... I mean, a lot of people didn't like James Ellsworth uh, being involved with Carmella. But I, I, I... And they question how Carmella won the match in the first place. Again, Ellsworth's... Uh, intrusion in the match and a lot of involvement in the match but you can't deny that she has been a very good money and the bank holder um she has has been she has has been very good with that um so but i I wonder what happens if she makes it all the way to the next money in the bank pay-per-view and then all of a sudden there are two money the bank holders at this point you might as well let that happen but eh, we'll see what happens uh Another match coming up, uh, not for any kind of titles or anything, just for bragging rights. Good old-fashioned bragging rights. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who is your number one contender for the SmackDown Championship, no matter who wins the six-pack challenge at the end of the night, uh, he's going to WrestleMania for sure. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is taking on Rusev. Old Rusev. With uh, Aiden English, I'm sure, will be in tow as well. But not Lana, because God knows they would they would die before they let those two come back together again, uh, which I don't understand that at all. Uh, actually, no, I take it back, because they're actually they're, they're mixed tag uh, partners, aren't they? Yeah. But on Raw and SmackDown, tag- yeah, they're they not. They are tagging on the mixed match challenge, but I don't understand why that doesn't bleed over at least a tiny bit onto the regular programming. I they almost act like it's happening in a parallel universe. It's very odd. Because <laughs> no, they really do. They, I mean, they really, really do act like it's happening somewhere else in space and time. Right. It's uh, it's very odd. R- Rusev is, is in a really odd place right now. He's actually the most over he's been in a long time. And that is why I think that this matchup, while it might be an awesome match to watch if they're allowed to wrestle... Uh, this this match reeks of horseshit, and you know why? <laughs> why? Because WWE knows how over Shinsuke is, and they're trying to put the kibosh on this Rusev Day thing. Yeah, 
Rusev Day has caught fire way bigger than they would want it to. And I only say that, I only say that because WWE has left behind the days in which they wanted the audience to tell them what they wanted. And they are firmly in the days of telling the audience what the audience wants. And that is grade A dirty brown garbage water. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's tough because, like I said, Rusev is in a very good spot right now with the audience and people kind of giving a shit about him. And he has something to do now, which is great. But he's going to suffer in this match because there's no way he's going to stop Nakamura's momentum going into WrestleMania. So it, precisely, it, is, precisely. It, it is it is kind of rough. It's almost like when they put uh, Nakamura against uh, Jinder Mahal um, for a short amount of time in that short program, which did more damage to Shinsuke. It did like irreparable damage to Shinsuke Nakamura, I thought. Really kind of was a momentum killer for him. Um, it, it's kind of a, a very, very small scale of that happening here with Rusev. Because um, Nakamura is definitely going over, and uh, that's just the way it is. So Nakamura is who I got. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's no question. They're not. Uh, I don't think they're so foolish as to not Shinsuke down a peg, regardless of if Sunday's Rusev Day or not, uh, with him going into a WWE title match at WrestleMania against AJ Styles after having won the Royal Rumble. Clearly, regardless of any past uh, transgressions, they're. they're it appears they're doing right by Nakamura at this point and having him lose to Rusev on Sunday just it is truly counterintuitive. I can't, I can't even pretend to entertain that idea. It's Shinsuke all the way. I can't, I can pretend to, I think it'd be great. I think Rusev beating Nakamura is what they need. I, I, I think it's a great idea. That was me. Well, you're for- a better actor than me. Whoa. I'm going to Hollywood for Oscars. Um, <laughs> you're going to Hollywood, which is just a few minutes away from where you're... Yeah, it's, it's not that long of a drive. Um, so it's, it's not a big deal for me. But <laughs> it takes us into more uh, women's action. This one's for the Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair is a champion, and she's taking on Ruby Riot. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Again, with the extra T's. I'd like to always point that out. Uh, Ruby yeah, Riot. How many are there? Are there six extra T's? There are. For a total of seven? It is. Her full name uh, is her. <laughs> People call her Ruby Riot, but her full name is Ruby Riot. Da, 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 da. So uh, it's smart to shorten it to Ruby Riot. And soon I'm sure it'll just be uh, Riot because they'll take away her first name or. Uh, like they do to some people, they take oh, away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or it'll just be Rio, right? Or maybe, or maybe just R. Yeah, the caller uh, double R, double R Ruby Riot. Actually, that's kind of cool. Uh, anyway, that's not bad. so actually, Charlotte Flair and Ruby Riot is a match I wouldn't mind seeing at WrestleMania. This is uh, this is the match I am most excited about at Fastlane. What a waste! <laughs> what a waste of this match. This, if again, I go back to will they be allowed to wrestle? Because if they are, this will steal the show. Period. Yeah, this needed to be a six-woman tag match going into WrestleMania between the Riot Squad and Charlotte, uh, Becky, and Naomi. Instead, we're just going to go ahead and get Ruby Riot versus Charlotte, I guess, because. It seems more and more that the plan is going to be Asuka versus Charlotte. So I guess they want to kind of shrug off 
or kind of wrap up this whole Riot Squad angle, uh, which is sad because Ruby Riot is actually a damn good wrestler, and this match is going to be really good. Yeah, it is. And uh, like I said, this is, if they're allowed to wrestle, this match is going to be the match of the night. If this match had taken place at WrestleMania, it would have it would have been in the top three of the night, even at WrestleMania, I feel like. Again, if they're allowed to wrestle. We know what Charlotte can do. She is absolutely brilliant. And we know what Ruby Riot can do, and she is absolutely brilliant. And they don't look anything alike. They don't look alike in terms of stature, in terms of fashion, in terms of style. And you put them in the ring, and they're both seasoned professionals with remarkable abilities. And, uh, yeah, the, this could be. This is definitely going to be the best match at Fastlane. But real quick, the, or, so does that mean it's – what's happening with Alexa now? Is it Alexa Naya? Is that what's going to end up happening? There, there's time for that to happen. It does seem like that might be where the course is taking the two of them. Um, because they had, they actually had Oscar versus Nia Jax for the third time, which is like, oh, groan. But it actually had a clear finish. Uh, Nia actually tapped out to Oscar, and it was like, finally, because all the because <laughs> Nia beating the shit out of Oscar is making Oscar look terrible. Um, so I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see. But uh, for this match, though, we're definitely going to say that I'm probably going to agree with me here. Charlotte's probably going to retain, right, going into WrestleMania, right? I've been surprised at every turn. Every time they've done something with Ruby Riot, it has put her over. It has surprised me, pleasantly surprised me, but nevertheless surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I w- the surprise would be beyond surprise if they put her over so far as to have her take the belt off of Charlotte and send Ruby into WrestleMania with the SmackDown Women's title. Uh, that would be one of those moments like Asuka and Shinsuke winning the Royal Rumbles, and which happened. we don't get, which did happen, <laughs> yeah. but we don't get a lot of those. We don't get a lot of those each year, and I just don't see it happening. Uh, so yeah, Char- my pick is Charlotte all the way here. Could be a switcheroo. Um, I mean, that they could have Ruby going into to WrestleMania. Asuka fights Ruby and beats Ruby because right after WrestleMania, probably going to be into the Superstar Shakeup, right? So there's going to be some roster changing. That way they save Charlotte versus Asuka for another day. Because that way they can actually have more build-up, more of a program going into it. There's a lot they can do. And I, I, I feel like they're still on the fence about what they're going to do, even at this point. Because um, we're getting dangerously close to WrestleMania. This is the fast lane. This is the, the what did I say earlier, the gradual lane? What did I say earlier? The gradual lane. Gradual lane. Um, so yeah, I, the fake I, bullshit lane, I think. <laughs> the the I hate it and I love it. I love wrestling and hate wrestling at the same time, Lane. Uh, that, that's hey, that's WWE hey, for hey, you, though. It's something that you love to hate. Exactly. And I hate to love. Wait. So Charlotte Flair, all the way, uh, retaining the belt, going into WrestleMania. This takes us into another title match. This is for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Titles. The Usos taking on the New Day. Now, these uh, these guys are not strangers to each other, Darren. We've seen this match time and time again, but you know what? It impresses the hell out of me time and time again. This is shaping up to be a feud for the ages. I was on board while everybody was getting tired of it the first time. I never got tired of it. I, I would be starting to get tired of it, I think, 
if not for the way that they continue to light it up. They these guys actually are making me care. You know, the New Day not my favorite. Uh, they they've never been my favorite. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. The Usos I have loved from the moment that they turned heel. But say about to say from the moment you saw them because that's not true. But yeah, the moment they turned heel. Yeah, 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 yeah. But from the moment they turned heel, I've been so fully on board with these guys and their promo work as heels is extraordinary. And we know the New Day can work the mic like nobody's business, uh, even Kofi Kingston, but more so Big E and Xavier Woods. And yeah, they, they continue to light it up and uh, and, I, and I'm not tired of it. Here I am, still not tired of this feud. Now, the big question is, who goes in to WrestleMania with the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships? Because that matters. It matters who goes in with these belts. The situation over on Raw is really crazy. And over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about it even more as we start narrowing down what the card looks like for WrestleMania. But the the situation surrounding the Raw tag belts gets more and more and more interesting uh, as the bar seems to be heading into WrestleMania holding those belts. Outside of the Usos and the New Day, though, what's there? Uh, Shelton Benjamin and uh, Chad Gable, Darren. Yeah, the 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 believable threat that they are. Right. Well, the Bludgeon Brothers are looming in the in the shadows, and I don't know when they're gonna unleash them to basically just take the belts off of whoever has the belts in the next month or so. Um, but no, to go back to the Usos and New Day's uh, promo work, the promos they cut at each other last week. Uh, were very impressive. And the Usos basically said, like, you know, more or less, it's like looking in a mirror, you know, we would look just like you guys, the bright colors, the happy, positive attitude. And then as soon as we dropped that, you know, people started paying attention to us and all that stuff. And it's it's so true. They, they, they did this really great promo, the Usos do, and then, like, you know, and they thought, like, they were done. And then Big E from New Day just gets super fucking serious and is like, because cause the Usos say, like, you guys haven't done anything in, like, years or something like that. Or, like, have been the same for the last few years. And Big E just gets really upset. And he's like, like, what are you talking about? Breaking records and doing all this and doing that. And just kind of, like, fires right back. So, really, really good stuff. And I, th- I think that's eventually broken up by the Bludgeon Brothers to kind of just come through. Um, again, we don't know much about what the intention is there. Obviously, the intention is for them to wrestle them at some point, but... This is honestly just about Usos and New Day right now, but I don't know why the Bludgeon Brothers keep kind of weaving in. They must not be maintaining their lane. They keep swerving into the fast lane. Um, That's exactly right. There you go. Uh, So who do you think is going to win this match? It can go either way. Uh, But I I do think the tag belts mean more if the Usos hold on to them going into WrestleMania. Because if it turns out to be just a rematch of this at WrestleMania, it won't mean as much if... New Day just beat Usos, and, you know, that's how I feel. And until you said that last statement, until you said that last statement, Mm -hmm. I was going to say that the New Day were going to win this match. And the reason I was going to say that is because last year they didn't even have a match at WrestleMania. 
They were the quote-unquote hosts of the Ultimate Thrill Ride, WrestleMania 33. So New Day has to wrestle, right? They have to wrestle. Well, are they going to do Usos New Day again? No, probably not. So if New Day doesn't win the belts and they don't get another shot at the belts, what does that mean for the New Day? That two years in a row, the most successful tag team in the history of the company doesn't even wrestle at WrestleMania? I've been thinking the same thing, which is New Day hosted last year, which means they were there, but not in the capacity they wanted to be there, not actually participating in the ring. So they, they deserve to be there this year for sure, no matter what happens. But like like you said, does, is there room for them if they're not fighting for the belts at WrestleMania? I would say there isn't. In, in lesser champ. But, but, but also the Usos. The Usos, they, they, they well, even say it. They, the Usos were not at last WrestleMania either, which means, which means both these tag teams have done phenomenal work this year. They both deserve to be at WrestleMania. And that's what I was going to say, too. I, I, it's New Day all the way, except that if you take the belts off of the Usos here at Fastlane, then all of a sudden this very impressive title reign that they've had literally gets no WrestleMania payday slash payoff. Right. And the reign sort of mysteriously vanishes uh, in the shadows cast by new champions new day going into wrestlemania so we know that the and, I, and again we'll talk about this more in the in the upcoming weeks but I, i'm forced to mention it again right now uh, under the circumstances if the bar do not have set opponents and they need some does the new day lose here at fast lane and then shock the world by jumping to Raw at WrestleMania to challenge the bar. Could be. That way that way you reward both the Usos for carrying these belts this long and you get the New Day back on the WrestleMania card. The only way I can see WWE logic not doing any of that is having the Usos win and then putting the New Day into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and having them... at least be spotlighted i don't know right that's definitely not what i would do not in a million years but wwe logic that would make sense it's true so again who's gonna win i know i know i can't make my pick i'm stalling i'm totally stalling i think it's important Um, that the usos hang on to it going into wrestlemania because it's just gonna make those tag titles mean more i'm gonna double down here and go with the usos I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm with you, and there's an asterisk saying WTF the New Day. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I need that answer. I need that answer sooner than later. I understand. Hey, we've all been there. Uh, so we're both going with the Usos to uh, retain over the New Day. This next one, though, uh, I, I do think this title might change hands. Uh, the U.S. title, currently held by the glorious one, Bobby Roode, taking on the Viper. That son of a bitch, Viper! Uh, as Jim Ross actually probably never said. Uh, Randy Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton taking on Bobby Roode. He wants that U.S. title because, of course, it's the one title he's never had before. Um, 
Yeah, just thinking about this match had put me to sleep. Uh, right. You woke me up. You woke me up with your killer Jim Ross impression, uh, <laughs> and that's the only reason I am currently awake because just the thought of this match makes me want to sleep for sleep forever. Right. I, I could not possibly be less enthused about a professional wrestling match than I am Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. I don't get excited about Randy Orton matches anyway. Um, I can't remember if he said he never held the title or if he just hasn't held it in a very long time. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't really care about the match. It'll probably be a decent match. I'm sure Bobby Roode's looking forward to it, just wrestling Randy Orton. Uh, Sadly, though, I do think it's going to be in Randy Orton's favor. I, I think they'd rather have Randy Orton on the card at WrestleMania, so this is kind of a way to guarantee his spot you know, at WrestleMania, so I think this is how they get Randy Orton on the card. I agree. I agree. It seems weird and almost shameful to take the belt away from Bobby Roode because, yes, I stand by my statement. This match makes me want to go to sleep and sleep forever. Not a reflection on Bobby Roode all by himself. I'm a fan. Uh, he definitely should have stayed in NXT longer. Uh his presence there made more sense, made more impact, and uh, it's not. It's not doing it on SmackDown. And for that reason, they obviously are going to uh, hot potato that belt right on over into Randy's lap. <laughs> and uh, Because like you said, they want Randy sporting the gold going into uh, New Orleans in just a few weeks. And that's a shame. That's a big shame. This WrestleMania card might be nine hours because you know they're not leaving all these people off of this card, and only so many people can go into that Andre the Giant Battle Royal. (laughs) This year is 70 participants, men and women. Um, So looking forward to it, yeah. It's, I mean, dude, seriously, like, even our main event that we're about to talk about uh, only one of those people is going on to fight Shinsuke Nakamura. So what the, about the other five? The Andre Memorial Battle Royale. It, it is for the title this year. Um, first time ever. First time ever. Hey, as long as we can say first time ever, we're happy here at WWE. Um, and so, but I, I guess that's it. So the, we're we're leaving Randy Orton, Bobby Roode behind. We're both we're both pretty much agreed that Randy Orton will win the belt. Uh, well, let's, let's go into the six-pack challenge match. Uh, it is all right, all right, six, all right, all right, all right. Six people involved in this one. It is a six-pack challenge. AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, is your champion. Defending against John Cena, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. Now, I hate a lot of things about this match. I will say that. One... <laughs> One, John Cena goes over on AJ Styles cleanly a week ago on SmackDown to even get into this match. So it's kind of like, okay, well, he just beat your champion on TV. If this were 20 years ago and Hogan were champion, that would never have happened. Never in a million years. It would have happened on television, and it would not have happened at the pay-per-view. Right, it wouldn't have happened because it shouldn't happen. Right, and I, I hate, I was, you, you think I'm joking about WWE's overuse of first time ever, or this is an interesting record. 
Um, but no, it, it, it's it's so uh, it's so irritating and obnoxious. In fact, Tom Phillips even says on SmackDown, the first time a six packs challenge determines who the champion will be going into WrestleMania. It's like what a fucking worthless bit of trivia that is. Who fed you that line? <laughs> well, you know, really. you can say this. It's the first time Rusev wore red in March. All right, say that first time ever. Um, well, I hate that go. garbage. Yeah. And uh, also on SmackDown, <laughs> this is awful too. So the main event this Sunday is the six pack challenge, right? So what's the main That's event? That's right. What's the main event of SmackDown going into the six pack challenge fast lane pay per view? It's five of these people in a fatal five way match. So it's everyone minus John Cena. So you're basically getting this match on television going into the pay per view. So already the match. You've already seen it. It doesn't really matter at this point. Make the pain stop. Make the pain go away. It gets worse. <laughs> the pain will not go away, Darren. The match initially was Dolph Ziggler versus AJ Styles. Non-title match was going to be uh, one of the, I think, maybe the main event of SmackDown Live. But, of course, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, very good friends, they run out and interfere in the match and just beat up on Ziggler and AJ Styles. Shane McMahon comes out and says, well, guess what? You guys are going to fight. And no, it's not going to be a tag match because they, they want to surprise people. It, it's a fatal four-way match. Oh, no, and Baron Corbin's getting thrown in. Now it's a fatal five-way match. So Ziggler and AJ Styles, who just wrestled for like 10, 15 minutes, now have to be in a fatal five-way match. Uh, so it's like you're punishing Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, by having everyone fight and them fight even more. Uh, that makes no sense. To make matters even worse... The match actually ends with Sami Zayn turning on Kevin Owens and pinning him to win the match. Pinning him to win the match, that means nothing. Pinning him and beating him this time when, why don't you just wait five days and do that for the title at Fastlane? Well, no, I guess they don't want to do that because Sami Zayn is not going to win the match. And that's a really great way for Sami Zayn to win that match, but... We all know AJ is going to win this. This is all bullshit. This is hashtag fake bullshit. That's why I say it, Darren. None of that makes sense. Why would you basically have this match before the pay-per-view? Why would Sami Zayn now decide to turn on Kevin Owens at a match that means nothing going into the championship match, going into WrestleMania? Why? Because the two biggest wrestling programs in the world are written by television writers. <laughs> They're written by television writers. It doesn't mean they don't know how to write pro some product for television, but it's like putting baseball referees to referee a football game. They know how to referee. Right. They know what sports are, and they kind of probably know uh, roughly what the rules might be, but they're not going to do a good job. Right. That's, that, that's what happens when you have television writers writing a sports entertainment product. Because you know what? Yes, it's sports entertainment. It's sports. It's pro wrestling. It's professional wrestling. It needs to be booked by bookers. It needs to be stories told by wrestlers. The, the reason that everything happens before it happens 
is because that's how TV works. Right. That's how TV shows work. You see the cliffhanger, then you start the next episode with the cliffhanger. It it's like you ever all right. Do you ever mow grass? Do you ever mow grass and uh, in your mind, if if mowing grass worked the way that like a mowing grass video game worked. You only had to make one swipe, right? But that's not how the physics of a lawnmower work. With the blade operating the way it does, you have to go over 50% of what you already went over in order to get a 100% cut. So you're (laughs) doubling up everything that you do. That's the way WWE television writers write the product is... You see 50% of what you're going to see before you see it, then you see it, and then you see 50% more repeating what you just saw. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So for every 100% of what you're trying to see, you really see about 200%, 100% of it being unnecessary. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I can see where you're going with that for sure. Uh, but we do agree that, I mean, it's all, it's all bullshit because AJ Styles is going to win. Right. And yeah. And you know, what would really be bullshit. A, a lawn mowing video game. That would really be bullshit. <laughs> I'm sure there's like an iPad app that's like mow the yard or something like that. And, and then people go like, huh, I should mow my own yard. Um, which, which is that joke. But I'm, not, I'm going to go sit at Starbucks and mow this virtual yard on my iPad. <laughs> Well, if there isn't a Mow the Yard app, I, I will get to work on that right away. Uh, so, Darren <laughs> Darren may or may not be looking forward to the Fastlane pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to the six-pack challenge. But, I mean, I'm talking about the six-pack challenge I'm having in my apartment. It involves case of Budweiser. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. Is wait, a wait, 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 wait. Hold for laughter and applause. Our dear listeners are chanting my name. Are they? There they go. Okay. Thank you, dear listeners. <laughs> uh, uh, there's more than a six. There's more than six uh, beers in a in a case. You know. <laughs> Not if I buy a case of six, uh, Darren. Correct. <laughs> Are you? So you're picking AJ, I guess. I mean, he has to at this point. If if at this point AJ is not the one who fights Shinsuke at WrestleMania, then just, just if there are any plans written down somewhere, just burn them in a furnace. Cause who cares? Like who cares anymore? Just, just make it up. As you just, everyone shoot fights and then yeah. <laughs> everyone fights for real. And who cares anymore? So that's fast lane. And Darren and I can't wait. <laughs> Apparently, man, we sound very excited about this show. I don't think we've ever sounded so negative about a pay per view. This show is like fake bullshit. <laughs> like if you were mowing your grass. Can just hear oh, most yeah, of that sounds like something I want to watch. I, I can just hear like like some of the some of the the married uh, male listeners. They they listen to the favorite wrestling podcast, the only wrestling podcast called Right on the Middle, Whole Ref and Show. And like the the wives are like, did did you enjoy your episode of Whole Ref and Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it down the middle, honey? They're like, yeah, they talked about Fastlane, and they kind of, they said, like, fake bullshit, and something about mowing the grass, and I don't know, I can just see them, like, they went off the deep end this this time. 
Yeah, and the wife is like, that sounds nice, honey. Um, now, I, I, I wasn't listening because I don't care about <laughs> your fake bullshit. I'm just being nice. Now, here's what the Kardashians are up to. Um, <laughs> I, I assume that's what married life was like. I, I, I don't know. And I, I probably will never know at this rate. Um, so that's it. Fast lane. Oh, man. Man, that's uh, icing on the shit cake. Fast lane, head to head. Head to head. Courtesy of one Darren Beasley and myself, Perry Smith. And that's that. Episode 77 is in the bag, my friend. I think we learned a lot. <laughs> I think we taught a lot. I think we always talk a lot. No, I think we taught a lot. Oh, I'm about to say, I'm not a player, I just talk a lot. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. I, I, I agree. Well, great. Then that's it for episode 77. That's it for us here at the uh, the whole ref and show. Let us know, though, how you feel about uh, our thoughts and our opinions about Fastlane or hashtag fake bullshit or uh, hashtag mowing the yard. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of ways to let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Ref and Show Podcasts, R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook, like and share. Uh, hit us up on Gmail if you want to send us a long, strong worded letter. Uh, bring it on. The whole reference show at Gmail, T H E W H O L E R E F N S H O W at Gmail.com or Or you can find us on Instagram at the whole reference show. But Instagram is not the place to show us that you're long and strong. Instagram is where you show us pictures of other things like wrestling. So come look at our pictures of wrestling. We've had a lot of fun this week and we will continue to have a lot of fun in all of the wrestle weeks ahead yes well said darren and uh on behalf of myself perry smith i'm darren beasley we're gonna see you next week folks we're gonna find out what happened at fast lane we can't wait to see the outcome and uh we'll see who's right darren with our head to head head to head so we'll see you then folks see you next week later on bye